It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. Connacht have beaten Munster by 10 points to 8. A very happy new year to all our listeners uh, for backing us all through the year. What a start to 2022. It's just myself and William Davis in the sports ground late in the evening as we uh, pack our bags and get ready to go home. Quarter past eight. It's been a long day. What a battle. What a win. Yeah, that's, that's the main thing to take out of this. Connacht won a game that... They won a game that they usually don't win playing... Uh, that type of rugby and that's been a question mark against them where they've been bullied by we've seen them be bullied by English teams we've seen them particularly struggle against Munster and to some extent Ulster over the years they dug in tonight and they fought like hell and that was absolutely key for them they defensive stand before half time uh, which I you know Johan van Grand was very uh, he he talked about backing the decision making, but Munster got that completely wrong. I think there was a bit of arrogance. They wanted to bully Connacht over the line. They should have just figured out a way to score. They probably would have been fifteen three up at half time. Connacht started the second half on the front foot with thirteen men against fourteen after the half time um, shamozzle, if you like, going off. And I think that was the fact that Connacht were fired up then, and Munster's heads were down a bit because they realised they had them on the on the rack and they didn't they didn't see the job done. It was tight. Uh, there was a lot of errors on both sides. It was scrappy, but a lot of the Interpro games are. They're not classics generally, but in its own way, that was a a physical classic because of the fact that Connacht were prepared to go toe-to-toe. They, if they hadn't done, they would have lost. Munster didn't offer much in attack, um, which, you know, if, if you were Craig Casey or Ben Healy, I'd be wondering a little bit about what I'm, where my game is going because it's so forward-orientated. And... Connacht kept launching attack phases, uh, sometimes in the wrong place. But the big issue was five phases into that, Munster gave them a penalty, almost repeatedly, because they either didn't back their defence or they were concerned that Connacht can cut them open. They've obviously seen what Connacht can do. Connacht were trying to play some of that rugby. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Uh, You know, Mac Hansen sublimed the ridiculous. Uh, He was at fault for the first try. I thought Conor Fitzgerald had a really good game when he came on at halftime for Jack Carty, who we hear has a, has a, a mouth injury, um, because Jack was a little bit off the pace. But I suspect, um, you know, it, it was a big game for Conor Fitzgerald. He hasn't started many matches this season. And to come on and run the game pretty well, Kieran Marmion was outstanding and the pack never took a backward step. Keen Prendergast getting man of the match out of that pack. He's one of the voices you're going to hear post-game. Before that, you're going to hear some of uh, the highlights of our commentary. And in between uh, hearing from Keen Prendergast and Andy Friend speaking to me on Galway Bay FM, we're going to hear the Munster Press Conference first. Why not? Johan van Graan uh, speaking to William uh, in that. So just let's take you through the story of the game, brilliantly summarised off the top by William there. 22 minutes gone, Connick 3, Munster 3, balling back into the hands of Munster's young out-half Ben Healy. And he spots the Connector out of position and he kicks the ball downfield. The ball is into the Connick 22 before the two Connick players get back Porchin Hansen Hansen has it now they were slow Hansen was slow getting back there he's blocked down by Munster Porchin's trying to deal with it he hasn't dealt with it the ball is inside the try area and Munster have scored a try in the corner that is a dreadful piece of play from Connick too casual and they have conceded when they could have been scoring down the other end. The game could swing on such things, even at this early stage. 23 minutes gone. And Andrew Conway, who loves scoring against Connacht, has scored here. 
Chris Farrell oh the Ulster man in the Munster jersey has just charged into the contact wonderful from him he stopped just short though Connacht are still making their tackles Munster is still trying Connacht down to 14 men Connacht have got the penalty they're over the ball they've won the ball that is as good as a try well, oh, listen to that crowd that is fantastic by Connacht and there's another punch up there in their faces they're getting stuck in that was brilliant by Connacht there's, everybody's piling in now I shouldn't be jumping around in here I'm supposed to ah, it's great keep to a bit you. of uh, neutrality you? but you, that, that, sort, that sort of rugby is putrid it's putrid and we, we, we got stuck into South Africa in the summer if that's the best you've got I'm delighted to say you've been stopped. It's half time here, folks, in one of the, one of the more bizarre fixtures I've, I've experienced at the sports ground around Christmas. It's Connacht 3, it's Munster 8. They have about, I'd say, four or five minutes after halftime, William, of a sin bin to uh, ride out with Oshin Dowling in. As the teams are running in, there's pushing oh, there's and shoving a, a, in the tunnel. There's a, a real sense of, uh, of the bust up in the tunnel that you just don't want to see. Both sides are getting at it, and this is messy now. It's fiery. There's a real niggle to this game. And to this fixture every time they play. Yeah, but the, um, but the thing is now, Connacht have got to come out at the start of the second half on the front foot. They've probably lost their talisman in Jack Carty, but they need to come out and they need to get stuck in here because Munster have made a hames of that last bit of play. Connacht 3, Munster 8, Connacht line out five metres from the Munster line. Can they execute the line out? They can. Delane comes down with the ball. The mall is set. They start driving. They're surely not going to maul Munster over the greatest mall defence there is. Connacht trying to spin off the side of that. In comes Bondiaki. They roll towards the line. They have scored. They have mauled Munster over the try line and they have scored to level this game up. What a statement from the men from the west of Ireland. Bundy Aki scores the try. Well, cometh the hour, cometh the man. Yep, that's what you have to do. That's put Munster on the back foot now. They've got the yellow card against them now. He needs to get this kick. It's a massive kick. It's a huge kick in the context of this game. 22 minutes left. Left-footed kicker, right-hand side of the field. Preferred side of the field in that sense. Connor Fitzgerald he said he was nailing them in the warm-up but he missed his first kick in this game on the other side five in from the touchline let's say five and a half metres in from the right-hand touch and he was placed it just outside the 22 Connacht 8 Munster 8 Connor Fitzgerald kicking towards the College Road end to put Connacht two points up towards the post it goes I don't need to tell you listen to the sports ground they are roaring Connacht are roaring 10 points to 8. There's 20 seconds to go. It's so, so rare to see Connick win against Munster. This will be a massive moment in their season. They lead by 2. There's 10 seconds to go and they have an advantage for a penalty. There's no way back for Munster, surely. 5 seconds to go, the referee says, I'm going to give that penalty now. Game, set and match. Just the formalities to finish. A classic... Sure, why not? It was a classic. For, for it's, a winner. A, it's a classic of a particular type of rugby. And Connacht stood up tonight. They were bullied and they came back and they fought back. And that is a brilliant, brilliant win. Hi, Johan. William from Galway Bay here. Um, what's your initial read of that game? That was a titanic interprovincial match. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, typical interpro, once score game. Um, now we had opportunities to to uh, get further ahead. Uh, we didn't take them 
pretty scrappy game from both sides and um, you know we're on the wrong side of the result just before half time you had seven opportunities there is there any regret that the, you didn't chance another play go to a line out or a scrum because you, you could have picked up seven points there Connacht were really hanging on by their fingernails yeah there was a big moment in the game uh, an opportunity missed from our side uh, five yards out now you 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 back the leadership on on the pitch to make a decision. They saw that we got some momentum and, and multiple penalties. We, uh, you know, we we got a yellow card, uh, and after that they conceded I think three more penalties. Uh, you know, so they decided that you know hopefully the referee will give another yellow card, um, which didn't happen, and they got the turnover. So you know that's that's an opportunity missed from our side. And finally, for me, what? These games are so tight; they're so hard to call. But if you were picking on one thing, why do you think Connacht came out just slightly the better of this result? Yeah, they took the one opportunity uh, that they had better than ourselves, and they won the game by one score. Hi, Andy. Monster wins, but seldom is uh, wonderful and all that. They're big to get. Could could be a real launching pad for more. Is that the way you'd be hoping to see it? Yeah, I just said to the boys. I just thought. A, I didn't think we played our best footy. I thought we left the chances out there. Um, but B, uh, some of that defence and some of the energy and the heart that they showed there tonight is probably the best I've seen. So, you know, to me, that that could be season-defining for us to, to etch out a win, playing ugly footy, I'm going to call it, um, but just tough footy. And uh, I, I was really, well, they're really, really pleased with themselves as, as they deserve to be, and we're really proud of them. Yeah, like you got to separate that, I guess, because it wasn't a pretty game. It wasn't a game that Connick made the right decision all the time by any stretch of the imagination. A lot of visits 22 were the scores didn't come. Yet, I'd say a lot of Connick fans don't care. Yeah, and you know, we got 23 players and eight staff at the moment don't really care. Um, we know we can get better, uh, and that's the key thing. I, I thought some of our attack in the first half was very good. Um, we just we we just didn't finish things off. I thought um, our defence in the first half I thought was outstanding to hold them out. I thought some, yeah, some, there's elements in the game, Rob, which were very very good. But then there was elements there where we tried to force things when we didn't need to and um, invited them back into the game. So uh, listen, we're just pleased that we got the win. I just wonder if the way Connick play most of the time, the way Connick tried to attack and keep on um, keep the ball moving does that buy you a little bit for a night like this where it's a bit more of a grind out it's a bit more you know whatever it takes uh, does that kind of does that is that what you're going to earn the right to play like this once in a while too yeah i think it does i think it um you know i, I don't know what the possession stats were but i would suggest we probably had about 65 maybe even more percent of the ball um because we we want to hold on to the thing and we want to play with it um, yeah, so to me, I think you, you earn the right because you, you're playing with that attitude to look after footy when you've got it and to try and run through people rather than kick through people. So I thought, um, you know, th that intent of ours was there uh, and will we'll remain there. Um, I think the bits that, that were really pleasing there tonight to get a more try against a team like Munster, you know, that's something that they normally pride themselves on and they're normally very good at. And then to hold them out and not give them a more try was also very good. So... Um, yeah, that 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 all puts us in really good stead as we head into now, you know, Europe in a couple of weeks' time. That goal line stand was one of the stranger spells of rugby I've ever watched here. It was really, really odd. The amount of penalties for the offside, what's your interpretation on that? 
could Connacht have had even another yellow card, do you think, in that kind of situation? And what do you think made the difference then to get that turnover? Yeah, well, funnily enough, Rob, I missed it because when I saw that, well, it was the last penalty before I, I left the box to come down for half time. I honestly expected that we'd probably have someone else in the bin. And as I'm walking down, I'm hearing a Connacht cheer and I'm thinking, what's just happened there? Because I wouldn't be cheering if we had someone sent off and then I'd seen that we got the turnover. So I didn't actually see it, mate. But um, listen, I, I thought I'd have to go back and watch it. But it is very, very hard there when you, you know, you, you've got the energy right up there. You're trying to defend your line. If, if a hand falls over the line now, you're offside. Um, so I get that. I, I was probably interested in the number of latches that I thought were coming off their feet from their side. And I didn't think that was getting picked either. So listen, it was just a nutritional battle there. Um, and in the end, we didn't allow them across the line, which was the pleasing bit, even when we were down to down to 14 men. I, I don't I know coaches don't like to talk about individuals, but you might uh, humor me for a second because to start with, Keen Prendergast gets the man of the match award. He's a rising star now, isn't he? He is. Uh, you know, he, he's shown incredible um, adaptability to come into our game at such a young age and, and to perform at the level that he's performing. And he does it week in, week out. I think the thing that's most impressive with Keane, though, is just, just how professional the young man is. He's, a, he's the ultimate professional in the way he, he looks after himself, the way he preps himself at the start of every week gets all the, the things that he needs to get ticked off. He gets them ticked off. So it's no fluke that he goes out and plays the way he plays. Um, he's got an enormous future ahead of him and, and we're delighted to have him in the green of time. I just want to ask you about one other player, Kieran Manny, and I thought I had a stormer tonight. 28 caps for Ireland, as we know, but just the way he marshaled things in those closing stages, the 80 minutes he got out of him. Yeah, I thought uh, Kieran's played brilliantly all season and I thought tonight, um, to me, he was this, you know one of the standout players on the field. I just thought he... He was in everything. I thought his speed to the breakdown was excellent. I thought his service was very good, but he was sniping when he needed to snipe. He kicked when he needed to kick defensively, put his body in the right area. And, he, and as you said there, just his game control and his calmness when, when we needed it was, was really impressive. So, yeah, I thought he was great. I thought Jack Cardi, again, whilst, he, you know, up, up until the 40th minute when he had to come off, I thought he was brilliant. Um, so, our nine and 10, uh, you know, I thought, and Fitzy coming on, Fitzy hasn't had a lot of minutes this year because Jack's been playing so well, but you know, he showed a he showed quite a mature head out there tonight too. So, you know, really pleased with our halves. And uh, at the end of the day, if your halves play well, you tend to get wins. Big momentum now. Andy, for Leicester. I know it's two weeks. Like, yeah, yeah, massive now, mate. So we, you know, we we don't play next weekend as we're aware. Um, we've then got Leicester into stud, so we're back into Europe. Um, we've said it previously, and and we'll continue to state it. We want to be the first kind of team to get out of the pool stages, and that now rests ahead of us. Keen, congratulations, first of all, uh, on a huge win for Connacht. I know it wasn't a pretty game, but it was a real battle and uh, it must mean a lot to all of you. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was a really, like it was, it might not have been that pretty, but it was a really enjoyable win. Everyone had to dig in and really like going down to 13 men in the second half and then down to 40 men with our, basically our, on our own try line for, I don't even know how long. It felt like forever anyway. It felt like the whole first half. Um, but just really proud to be part of that effort from the boys and um, yeah, like just proud to be part of it really. Keen, I'm just wondering about how you wrestled that momentum like you did. I don't think that was a trait of Connick teams over the years. Usually, especially in this fixture against Munster, if, if Munster get that kind of momentum that they had going into halftime, you know, it usually just goes against the Connick side. So can you give us a bit of an idea of how you managed to regroup when everything seemed to be going against you? 
Um, I don't think it's about specifically that you need to regroup as like we, we don't really address it as a group that we need to it's just about not compounding errors where they're like teams like Munster feed off penalty 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 and then all of a sudden they're on your five meter line and they're mauling you over so I think for us it was about if there's an error made just move on next ball don't compound the error no one try to do anything special to <clears throat> to change the course of events just do a positive action and that could that could be something simple simple as hitting the right rook or running the right line or just finding the right slot in the mall. But like, as long as 15 individuals in the group are doing that, then you're probably going to wrestle back momentum because positive actions will pile on top of each other. You say finding the right slot in the mall. It's an area that we analyze a lot in the commentary because so much has changed from last season, from a conic perspective tonight, three really, really good defensive stands against the Munster Mall, which is so famous. And then the rarity of rare is a conic mauling try against Munster. Um, yeah, like we, I think, was that our first small try of the year? I think maybe potentially. Um, and I think we've just been searching for that. I know as a group, we've really, we've really grown in both sides of the ball. Um, and I know we conceded, we've only conceded two mall tries this season or something. I could be wrong there, but I think it was against the Bulls and against Cardiff. Um, was it against the Bulls? I don't even think it was against the Bulls. Um, but anyway, it was like, uh, I think we just stress a lot as a group that it's more about our, our intent. Like you can have all the detail around it, but if our intent as a group is there and we want to fight for each other and stick in, then you're probably going to get the right outcome. There's an edge to these games. I mean, there was silliness at halftime. I can't imagine you could really comment on that, but maybe speak to the edge to these games. It's not that supporters don't want to see it because it, it, is, it is great. It adds to the drama, but every time Connick play Munster, you get that extra little bit after a, a penalty or a tackle. What's your what's your perspective on that? That what brings that out? Do you relish it? Do you think it's something that maybe needs to be controlled better? Um, I think there's kind of a there was an idea. I don't know, there was an idea maybe a, a while back that we just want to play fluid rugby edge to edge, and that we don't want to get involved in the confrontational side. But as a group, we've really looked to to say that like we want to impose our physical like our physical mark on the game, and then. That comes that comes with the territory of <clears throat> a push and shove or nothing really. Like it's just it's just rugby. It's a contact sport. It's high emotion. Like you're you're not gonna if you're if you're together as a unit like we are. We're like no one's gonna back off if you see your teammate getting getting a bit of treatment off the others. So it's um it's really just a, a unit thing, and we don't really look to do it. It's just things unfold in front of you. Brilliant performance from yourself individually tonight as well, Keen. Uh, where do you feel your game is? Sorry, can you repeat that? It was a brilliant performance from yourself tonight, <clears throat> marked by the man of the match award. Where do you feel your game is at right now? Um, like I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying my rugby at the moment. I'm happy to be involved. Um, like I, I love playing with the group. We've like infectious leaders. The energies, even see lads that aren't in the leadership group, like Connor Oliver and Sammy Arnold, that are bringing infectious energy around the place. And um, it's just really fun to be a part of. And I'm just enjoying every moment within this group uh, I'm not really thinking miles and miles ahead it's just trying to stay in the moment and try to be the best individual I can be for the squad Finally just uh, maybe for Connick fans what was that dressing room like after the game? Yeah we were we said yeah enjoy it like great win really gutsy um, we said that that goal line stand at the end of the half can be a, a, we can decide if that's going to springboard us into Europe and try to be that first Connick team to get out of the pool stages so that's where the that's where the attention turns now. Like it's, it's the nature of professional rugby. You can't really sit and go, oh, like that was great, great win. And maybe we've been guilty of that before. 
Um, but we're really looking to, to go forward because we know we have a huge challenge with the Leicester Tigers coming here in two weeks' time. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that package. Here's one for our uh, listeners as well. Bernard Jackman, friend of the podcast. We caught up with him straight after the game once we finished the commentary. Some good points in here as well. Bernard Jackman joining me here. You can hear the fans in the background. They're ecstatic. It's finished 10-8. Give me your instant view on that game. Look, it was a very scrappy game, but I think from Connor's point of view, winning is the is the key thing. I mean, they've, they went to Toma Park played a lot of rugby and ended up losing by two points today they ground out the result very mature very physical worked hard um, tried to play they tried to play their game um, they didn't score the, the free-flowing tries that they have in, in the past but I just thought at the last 20, 30 minutes where they pinned Munster down in the bottom left-hand corner eventually got a try from that mall in the right-hand corner like for Munster to concede a mall try against Connacht you, know, you could see the Munster their whole game plan was to take Connacht on at the mall and they got a couple of metres, but Connacht didn't give away any penalties. They made him play off it. And Munster had nothing after that. So Connacht managed to deal with the threat that was the Munster Mall. And then when they got one opportunity, they were ruthless. Bundy Aki came in, gave it a little bit more power, and they got over for the crucial try. And even, I was saying, Fitzgerald should have kicked those penalties. But they backed themselves to spend the last 20 minutes in this half. And they never gave Ben Healy. Ben Healy took a drop goal from 65 metres, but they never gave him... You know, after he missed that penalty early in the second half, he never gave him another shot at it. So it was really mature, and particularly, I mean, you know, they lost Carty at half time. Fitzgerald came on did really well. Marmion made a great read defensively to lift the pressure, and, and they went seventy meters. And there's just so many positives from Connacht. And as I said, it wasn't it was an ugly win for for Andy Friend's team, but I think it's a win that's probably you know more important to win it than. The, the nature of the of the win it's just so big to, to beat Let's, like they, they beat Munster Ulster and Leinster away last year but I think to beat them at home now Munster um, with the team Munster put out is a, is a huge uh, milestone for, for Connacht and they can really build on it What do you think Munster were doing before half time seven tap and goes when they you know they had a, a man advantage they they that could have been the winning of the game if they'd scored the points well, there. And fairness, that's when you talk about Munster's attack, you talk about that. They get five yards out and they don't let you off the hook. Um, but actually, I thought I know you would say, oh, they played to wit, but they actually, if they had kept picking and going, they might have got another yellow card or maybe penalty try. But they, they played one out rugby and they gave Bundy Aki a chance to make a big hit. They gave Sammy Ireland a chance to make a big hit, which relieved the pressure on the forwards. Um, like in fairness to the, 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 the Munster's centres, um, like the Tom Farrell came on there. Tom Daly's injured. Shane Bolton has looked really good. You know, Sam, uh, uh, Sammy Arnold, Bundy Aki. That's where Munster or Connacht are very strong, and they decided to go at those. You know, the, the, the centre area, and it was a huge lift for for Connacht. I felt to go in at half time having not conceded there, and I think that was the winning of the game. The bravery they showed on their own line there. Forget about Munster. They have to look at their own inefficiencies in attack, but Munster. Uh, Connacht made Munster work, 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 work and eventually they forced the, the penalty and they uh, escaped and that's what you have to do as a defensive team You're looking at the situation on a, on a, on a broad scale you're covering games, d- different games around what, what do you think is the view of Connacht? It seems to be getting a little bit more attention they seem to be playing this brand of rugby is there more attention and being paid now to what they're at? Look, there is for sure but the game has gone to like first to Connacht are ahead of the curve the game favours teams now who want to attack. Now, we didn't see it tonight to, certain, to a certain extent, but in general, the way Ireland are playing in November, um, unless you've got a monster pack like Leicester do, um, it, it's very difficult to play 10-man rugby. And I, and I think that's where Munster are going to come unstuck, is that when they come up against the bigger teams, they won't be able to bully them. They won't be able to bully Connacht tonight. So Connacht are ahead of the curve. They're playing a, a really good brand of rugby. But I thought they showed pragmatism. 
tonight and they varied it up so they didn't overrun from their own half they kicked at the right time but they certainly tested the Munster defence and they could sense that Munster after three or four phases were going off their feet they weren't rolling away and they just kept the ball and, and they got the penalties that they deserved so um, I think Connacht are getting a lot of credit everyone knows how good they are how dangerous they are um, you know, I think they probably need Buckley back just to give them an extra prop I think that could be the, the area of weakness they're very reliant on on their front line guys and that's probably down to budget but um, certainly they're a nightmare to play against and uh, no one they're well respected now throughout throughout Europe I think Big thanks Bernard Jackman for giving us his time post game Right, we need to move on and uh, we need to get going soon, William. So we just want to talk about this. Game had lots of different ups and downs, momentum swings. I asked Ian Prendergast about that. Interesting that he talked about, look, there was no collective chat. It's just about focusing on the next job. And they did a lot of that. But I just don't remember Connick teams wrestling momentum back against Munster. That game was all against them on 35 minutes. Down to 14 men on your own line, making mistakes. Here come Munster. But they didn't actually deliver. No, and that'll be the question that they have to address. Um, they didn't deliver because A, their, their thinking wasn't clear and B, Connacht didn't let them deliver because they were prepared to absolutely die on their shields for that. Um, they pushed the line. They could have had a second yellow card. I mean, seven penalties, four yellow card, three more. I don't know. I think World Rugby has to look at that law. I'm not. I. I don't. I don't really like the teams are allowed to just constantly. I mean, they've taken away the five meter scrums by saying if you're held up over the line, it's a goal line dropout. So now you've got this situation where teams have replaced that with these tap and go penalties, and they're they're very hard. Connacht are trying to defend. They're being pinged for offside. Munster are all over the place. They're playing the ball on the ground. There's people lying on from all latching on. Andy Friend reckoned as well. Yeah, and they're not supposed to. It's a shambles, and I think it's very very hard to referee. So I think that'll be a law. We I think what'll happen there actually is World Rugby should say right, you can have three goals at this, and then if you get another penalty, you have to do someone else. Either take the points or kick to the corner, take a scrum or. Maybe they have to look at the goal line being held up because I know people said, oh, I like it because it stops all these attacks on the goal line, but it hasn't. It's just, they've just developed a way of not going over the line until they're sure they can go over the line. So if anything, I think it's just extended it through these tap and go penalties. So I think sometimes, you know, you fix one thing, you move a river to try and divert it and it just causes other problems. Yeah, that, that, you know, that's, and I'm sure it will be looked at. It is perhaps only certain teams in the Northern Hemisphere that would try that type of thing. Listen, all that aside, what were Munster doing? They had an extra man. What are you doing? Take a scrum, do something different. Use your heads. Didn't use your heads. The whole point about asking defences questions, ask them different questions. Keep asking them something new. Connacht were brilliant in that defensive stand, but they were only asked the same question every single time. And they got better and Munster didn't. And then Munster started to panic a bit and then they were driven back. Uh, But they still went again. Well, at that stage, they should have said, right, this isn't working now. Let's try someone else. Let's kick to the corner. Let's try a drive-in mall. Uh, at one stage, Andrew Conway was standing in acres of space, screaming for a, a cross kick, anything. No, nope, nothing happened. Uh, and you got to remember, they were playing under advantage a lot of that time because the referee was calling the penalty and most of were still... It's just weird. And, and, and you know, Johan van Grand saying he backed his... Decision makers, I mm, yeah. I suspect when it comes down to the video analysis, they're going to say that was a mistake. Connacht used that; it it galvanised them, and they found a way to win. Um, and in other circumstances, they mightn't have done, 
but they did and they've got themselves back to play the 8-1-4 lost 4 in this competition it's a long gap now it's in the, right at the end of the month they play Glasgow here um, which is a big game I mean Connacht probably have a few players away at Ireland camp Glasgow will have a lot away that's another must win game if these games go on uh, and then you're you know they've got away games in, in, in Scotland and Wales and they just have to keep playing the way they're playing but they have to hold uh, the mental toughness that they've shown tonight and what what they did show at Welford Road as well that was a tough hard game so okay what else have we got to cover great try driving monster over Bundyaki got in there Keen Prendergast said we just you know like he felt that was our first small try of the season forgive us listeners it's late in the evening uh, for Keen because he's just played a rugby game and for me and William here because we can't remember every detail but we're pretty sure he was right keeping that in mind doing it against Munster is not a bad place to do it yeah, they don't like conceding those type of tries. Uh, and they had three attempts at driving us over and it didn't work. Yep. Uh, so it's... That's the the positive. Some of the negatives for Connacht would be, yes, the inaccuracies. Some of the penalties were a bit silly. Some of the defence was a bit haphazard at times. Um, the slowness from Hansen there. I mean, you've got to take a good bit of criticism there. You can't be that lax himself. And Porch, just trotting back. Brilliant from Heady to get the block down. Great from, uh, great from Conway to be alive. But you've got to be sharper. Yeah, but Connacht also their chase was chase back was, was poor. Uh, but the, the the two players you've just mentioned were very poor because they jogged. Uh, but three monster players, uh, Andrew Conway being the guy who got the touchdown, was Ben Healy did the block, and I think uh, it was Craig Casey might have been. They tore after the kick, mm. and that's what you have to do. And if they if you're to be honest, if you're that limited in attack, that's the only way Munster are going to score tries, and even there was a potential to clear it a second time and it didn't happen and Andrew Conway just fell on the ball. Um, there's always weird tries in this game. There was a couple of, there was a couple of weird ones. Mike Haley had one last year as well. By the way, Haley had an amazing defensive uh, disruption on Kieran Marmion's uh, break which could have been a, a game-changing moment that was before the Aki try, I think. But anyways, look, long story short, Connick dug it out. Interesting chat at the end. We haven't aired this yet, but you and I were saying in the commentary, why aren't Connick taking the three points? But it looks like the players on the field took a decision to just play the game in that in their quarter. They didn't want to give Munster a chance to kick it back at them five points down and set up a, an attack. They wanted to keep them in their own half. I guess it worked. Just about. Had Damien, as Bernard Jackman pointed out, had Damien Diolande not kicked that ball and just kept it in hand? Who knows? Um, yeah, only Damien Diolande can ask that one. Yeah, look, it worked because they won. If they hadn't won, there would be a lot of questions about that. You don't really turned on points against Munster in my view but they got away with it I can understand the theory but it only takes one I mean there was a couple of line out errors after that by Connacht but it only takes one interception and Munster have gone the length of the field so it's alright saying you want to play down in their area but when you get into that area you, you need to come away with points and there were you know penalties are as good a way as getting points in a game like this they're no use if you're 20 points behind but you know it was always going to be a tight game it had that look about it a couple of other highlights pick whatever you want from it uh, Scrum went well Matthew Burke uh, Shane Delahunt late replacement put in a great performance uh, Finlay Bealham got a huge reception for a massive effort lots oh, Ushing Dowling in the lineouts all around the field outstanding Prendergast gets man of the match I thought Jared Butler had a real leadership role and captaincy role in the second half when Cardi went off and we were just raving about Kieran Marmion uh, listeners heard me asking Andy Friend about him but I just thought he controlled the closing stages really really well Bundyaki 
back to his usual abrasive yeah, fired I mean, up self. There's very there's there's really no negatives. So I mean you you're looking at players who were fired up to do the job and they got the win. Mm. Uh, and that's the important thing. And I think that will stand to them because they can now say to themselves, We can do this. We can win these tight games. We're not going to allow ourselves to be bullied consistently. Leicester are going to come here two weeks time, Saturday afternoon. We hope it happens, quarter past three uh, hopefully, I suppose the crowd will probably be restricted to maybe the 3,000 again, who certainly made a lot of noise tonight. But the thing about that game is we know exactly how Leicester are going to play. Yes. There's going to be no difference. They're going, to, they're, they're, going to be, they're going to be Munster on steroids. They're a very much better team than Munster. They're more accurate. They don't give away as many penalties. Uh, they kick the ball even more than Munster. But you have to, Connacht will have to say to themselves, we can withstand this. And we can defend, and then we have to, when we see the opportunities, open the game out. All right, listeners, Q&A podcast coming up next week. There's no game, Stormers game off, of course. So we're going to have a special one for our patreon.com forward slash craggy rugby listeners. Sign up, get involved, you get your chance to interact with us, send us your messages. You can record your questions and send them in. We'll tell you all about that. Join us on Discord. You'll see that in your emails. Keep an eye out for the links and we'll record that during the week. Q&A podcast, all for you guys. That's where we can talk more about this. As you can see, we're down very to very few of us. Close context, all that kind of crack. COVID in general has disrupted things so much. Myself and William, we're just happy to be here all of us we're just happy to see some rugby out there well done to both teams for getting through the week for getting the right protocols in place and making sure this game went ahead fantastic effort from everyone involved in that regard bottom line William uh, how big a win is this? It'll be a big win if they kick on from it Uh, it'll be a big win if they can beat Leicester here because you would say that it'll be from what they've learned here tonight they've got to get more accurate uh, the defence have got to sort themselves out a little bit at times. Munster didn't ask them a lot of hard questions mm. and that's the one thing that, they, that they'll know. But they've also shown they're, they're trying to play this high-speed rugby and when it works, sides don't like it. And, they, and they start, you can see them starting to panic a little bit. They know what's coming, but there's ball being moved around. There's a lot of offloading. There's players running angles. There's Do you remember Carty's pass to uh, Hansen was forward? But Munster were in panic mode. Hansen danced through, gave it off to O'Halloran. Yeah, Munster kept us under wraps, but they were so scared. Yeah, they were. Uh, and the crowd are going bananas because they, they want to see this guy get the ball. Um, I think his confidence dropped a little bit when he, when he the, the try, and the try was his fault, and he'll have to accept that. And I'm sure he'll be told pretty. He won't be told. He won't be told by me. He'll be told by his coaches. Uh, you don't jog. You run. You chase. You get in the right position. Um, but I think you can kick on from this. I don't want to see Connacht playing like this all the time, and I don't think they've any intention of playing like this all the time. The key is sometimes you just have to get down and dirty and work your socks off to win a game and sometimes in recent past Connacht haven't been able to do that they did it today and they need to kick on from this now brilliant stuff William Davis brilliant stuff to all you at home thanks to Alan for editing this podcast thanks to you for listening patreon.com forward slash Craggy Rugby that's the place to find us we're going to go and catch our breath after a victory over Munster what a way to start the new year loose cut it loose break out or nothing changes sad 